sci-fi. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Life Sci-Fi with Wade and Willie. I'm Wade. Willie. I thought you were going to keep playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for being a... Uh, or no. Oh shit, I am not ready. Fuck. Willie Vamp. In a world where tribes are back. Tribe of the family. Because we are all stuck in our own little worlds. The world of pandemic. Enjoy listening to us talk. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. This is Real Life Sci-Fi. It's a Starburns Audio-produced podcast that's been called Easy Listening Paranormal Podcast by Tapioca on, uh, uh, what do you call it, Apple Podcasts. If you want to leave us a five-star review, we will read it on the air. Oh, also, we have a new Patreon who I believe is a duplicate Patreon. Um... God damn, I'm not fucking ready. Where's this doc? Oh, shit. If you uh, go to patreon.com slash sci-fi, you can sign up and get two bonus episodes every week. Our new friend of Charquan is Jack S., who I believe is our old friend of Charquan, Jack Shepard. But yeah. he's going to get a he's gonna get a double, a double call because he had some... Uh, some billing problems, I guess. Ups, yeah, with uh, the site, the problem was the site, Patreon. Okay, let's welcome aboard the SSRLSF, our good friend and fan fav- favorite, Crocky Meshkin. What's up, Crocky? Namaste, Wade. <laughs> Namaste, Namaste you as well. Namaste, Willie. Hi. Namaste. Okay. Now, so you were on once before. And I think you punked us. You did something where you were making it up the entire time. What? What? Do you remember what? I, I don't even know if I understood fully what happened. I, you know, I, there's not much I can speak on on that topic. Um, I had a visit from some some adult males in noir suits. You know, some these these guys in noir ish suits uh they visited me and basically what i'm getting at guys is i have a list of buzzwords i'm not allowed to say tonight okay (laughs) i'm still i'm still totally clueless but people liked it adult adult males okay he's winking heavily in in (laughs) suits I mean, I'm sure you guys get visits from them all the time, having, having a podcast like this. I, I I'm just want, a comedian. I always uh, wondered how close we would get to them because mostly from talking, we did a topic on them. And also uh, talking about Area 51 hasn't been Area 51 in so long. And revealing the new locations of the, the new basis of that, I think, should get you in trouble, but whatever. 
maybe you have some kind of immunity. You probably have a file on you. Well, it's weird because I haven't gotten into this yet, but Shauna's got some stuff that has her... Her family has stuff that relates to the uh, the Kennedy assassination that is that blows me away, and I want to talk about it, but I don't think I don't think her and her family want us to talk about it. <laughs> but okay, oh fuck! I mean, I just want to spill the beans right now. I can't. <laughs> Come on, how are you going to leave the listeners waiting like that? Come on, always leave them. Always leave them uh, wanting more. Uh, let's do the wow scale. Crocky. You cut out for a second. What'd you say, Wade? Oh, I was just asking Crocky if he remembers doing the wow scale. I, I remember a little bit of the wow scale. I'm happy right, to go we're over gonna, it again. Yeah, let's do a re, a re version. It, we've shortened it to five questions. I can't remember when you were on. Wow scale. Okay, first first question, three-parter. Do you believe in aliens? If so, have they visited Earth? If so, have they visited Earth in the last 300 years? I believe in aliens. I believe, I believe that they've been to Earth. Um, and, and I'm not, I don't think, of, I'm not thinking like the skateboarder aliens, Wade. I okay. Think, I think skateboarder <laughs> aliens, I think that's offensive to aliens. Like okay. they're not all green. They don't all have big black eyes. I, I look at aliens like the term like foreigners, right? You know, it's, it's and something that's alien is something that's foreign to you or foreign to the earth. So um, yeah, I would say I definitely believe there's something. I lost him. Did you lose him? No. The audio. So I, I believe. Um, Here, wait, that, hold on. Hey, Crocky. Yeah. I think that you should I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um hold on, let me take away Sorry, I had a there technical thing happening. Okay, technical you, difficulties. Huh? Okay, so so you don't believe in skateboard aliens, it's offensive to aliens, and then what did you say? You know the thing about those those adult males in noir suits, they won't let you remember. See <laughs> so all right. All right, whatever. Question number two. Do you believe in ghosts? I, I believe in ghosts. And yeah, I definitely, I've had like ghostly experiences, uh, spirits, that kind of stuff. And, and my experiences are usually dealing with electronics. Um, so it's um, something that like, I've, I, I, you know, if you look at the biology of the human body, right? Our heart is putting out electric impulses, there's something very electric about us. You need salt. The human body needs salt to conduct this electricity throughout the body. All of my ghostly experiences, you know, it hasn't been like I'm, I'm in a dark house and a door slams. It's been more so things that are messing with like a light. A light starts flickering, you know, at just the most coincidental time. Okay. So okay. No, I, I'm so on board with all that. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I mean, we are emitting electricity. We we sh- we do affect light. Whatever. Go on. I, I think that's great. Um, Bigfoot. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Bigfoot in in Arizona. So you guys know. You know, I've lived for four years at the Grand Canyon. Uh, we call it the Mogollon Monster. 
Mogollon monster. Mogollon is named for a geological feature, the Mogollon Rim. And Mogollon monster is basically like the Bigfoot of Arizona. I haven't had a sighting yet. There's bizarre things surrounding the Grand Canyon. And, you know, a lot of natives will, will tell stories of giants. So maybe I would, I would take it in that direction of like giants. Like I believe giants exist. Um, and, and typically it's talked about in the North giants to the North, which I found even more interesting. So, so I think of like deep Canada, you know, like deep, deep in the woods. I'm going for a six. What about, Guys, I'm what going about, for a six on this game. <laughs> <laughs> what about, do you, believe in, do you believe in psychics? Psychics. You know, when I first, so I was in Los Angeles for 12 years. When I first moved there, I dated a girl and a Salvadoran girl. And like, I don't know if this is something LA people do or what, but she took me to see a psychic. Like, like if, you're, if you start dating, like you get in a relationship, like it just felt like she's like, oh, we better, I better take him to go see the psychic, you know, and like see what see what this relationship's gonna what, be. What did um um what did the psychic place look like? Was it a neon lights on the outside? Was it a personal home? Was it a? It was a deep San Fernando Valley, somebody's home, just converted into okay. like psychic place. <clears throat> you had to go. You had to go before sunrise. You had to go at like four a.m. and sign on a list. And if you didn't make it on that list, you, the psychic wouldn't see you that day. And then, wow, so it's like a <laughs> oh. highly sought after psychic. It blew my mind. I grew up in small town Pennsylvania. I moved to LA at eighteen, and then stuff like that just blew my mind. I don't, I don't even remember what the psychic said. But the biggest thing I remember in the waiting room, I was sitting with my arms crossed, and this girl that I was dating. She like, you know, she was like punching me in the arm and, and she spoke Spanish. This, you know, Spanish speaking woman next to her, you know, had said something. And then she's like, hey, hey, that woman says, uncross your arms, uncross your legs. That's, you know, that's like bad juju. It, that's like you're closing off to the psychic by doing that. Well, you don't remember anything the psychic said. So it, needless <laughs> to say, it did not leave an impression on you. <laughs> I don't know about psychics. Yeah, I, 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 I'm rambling on, a, on some stories here. But um, did you get numbers? I, I think we got it, the whole the whole deal, the numbers, maybe some tarot cards, and I, th- I, I just I just think it's weird to get numbers in a situation that sounds like elitist. You know, like elitist psychic was like, hey, I'm just I just checked the list. It's 401, and uh, you signed on after that. You. you you don't, you don't count for today. And here's your numbers. I like oh, no, that. All. It, it's, 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 it's the OCD. It's the OCD psychic. It's yeah. <laughs> what are these numbers that you're talking about? You get like lucky numbers or something? Uh, I, I think that it's, it's com- now listen, I've never been to a psychic, but from what I understand, a common practice is they give you lucky numbers. Most and most people play those numbers in the lottery every time they get them, and I'm like, well, if you've gone years of not winning with your numbers, like, it means nothing. I don't know. To me, it's that parlor trick thing where I'm like, I was hoping that this psychic didn't give you numbers because it feels hacked to me. 
I, I feel the more I think about it, I'm not so much in the psychic thing because I believe that we can always, we can always kind of alter the path that we're on. Right. So if somebody's going to tell me like, Oh, this is, this is what's going to happen to you. There's also that, there's also the whole, the whole feeling of they just told you like, Hey, you're gonna, you're gonna buy a blue car and you're gonna, you know, take yeah. on a, a job in the restaurant industry. And then like that's in your head. So how much is that affecting the choices then you make? Give me a hug, dude. Come here. Give me a hug. Totally. Uh, all right. What about superstitions? Yeah, I think um, we'll probably just bouncing off of that, right? The arms crossing thing. That stuck with me forever. Like I'm still talking about that today. And this is almost like 18 years later. So you know, that's a big thing. Like whenever I noticed that's that just a lady, body language thing, right? I don't know, man. I, I felt something. I felt something like the energy of the woman that tapped my girlfriend and said that her energy was like, like she was so offended that, that my arms and feet were crossed. She was so offended. And like, just when I, turned, <laughs> when I turned and looked at her, it just left such an impression on me. I was like, Holy shit. Like I will never cross my arms again in, in a social situation. So the thing that that you remember from the psychic is some woman in the waiting room. It's yeah, man. That's uh... well, and you know, it's funny because it's like here you're trying to just—I don't want to say fit in, but it's like you're in an unfamiliar territory, and somebody's like kind of hitting you pretty hard with an unwritten rule that like well but i kind of cut you off like how did that how did that like alter your superstition beliefs i can't say anything bad happened but like i guess it's it's my it's my idea if if i want good things to come to me i can't be holding a a body posture that's closed off you know what i'm saying and totally so like, you know, in line, in line with superstition, I think I, I've totally become a, a karma person. I believe in karma and I'll take it to like some crazy extremes where, um, where like, I was, so at Grand Canyon, I was working in hospitality. I was working at a glamping resort and you'd often get like, you might get scorpions that crawl into somebody's tent. You might get um, these uh, camel spiders. Uh, you could get rattlesnakes. You get anything. And so I always made sure never to kill these things just because that karmic belief. Like, like you might get a guest who's like, you know, like this is, a, this is supposed to be a luxury glamping resort. What the fuck is this? There's a fucking bug in my tent, you know, but I'm never going to kill. I'm going to take like a cup and I'm going to, um, take that outside. Now there was a time I was back home at my mom's house for the holidays and she really wanted me to kill a spider in the house. And so I killed the spider and I just kept thinking, I'm like, Oh my God, something bad's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. And that whole day I'm like, I shouldn't have fucking killed that spider. That was a living thing. I shouldn't have done it. That day I was working out in the garage, like on a workout machine and I was just, you know, in the house, it's just barefoot. And uh, 
the, the pull down bar, the metal bar, like on a, on this workout machine, like a 10 pound metal bar, I had unclipped it because I was switching around like the, the harness on the, the workout bar. This whole thing was just sitting up there unclipped. It fell. I swear to God, that same day I killed the spider, it fell and landed on one toe on my left foot. Broke the bones in my, in that toe. It broke your bones? In the one toe, shit. the whole bar, Holy shit. the whole bar. Imagine it falling sideways. So it's falling straight down like an arrow shooting straight to the ground. And it all, all the way to that 10 pounds on a one toe. To your own point, you manifested that by having that belief that you shouldn't have done it. So the, the reason that you don't believe in psychics is the same reason you broke your toe because you killed a spider and then believed that something bad was going to happen to you. And then it happened to you. Wade, I'm going to roll with that. Thoughts become things. Oh yeah. Yeah. They you do believe your belief is real. Okay. Um, so you listen, you didn't go, you didn't get a six. You didn't even get a five. <laughs> I think, I think it's generous to put you at a three. I think you're a three. Willie, do you yeah, concur? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, so you're a three. Oh, by the way, I didn't say what the wow scale is. <laughs> it stands for Wade or Willie. A zero is a Wade. A five is a Willie. Our guest today is a three. Eh, it's, it's also subjective, so the, the listeners can decide for themselves. Willie, what are we talking about? Tonight on Real Life Sci-Fi. DNA. 23andMe. Ancestor, or whatever, all the DNA things. The worst and best possible outcomes of having technologically advanced DNA future. All that tonight, real life sci-fi. Okay, let's do the real life. Real life. I, I don't really know what to do. I have, I do have an ancestry.com account that my mom. Uh, she sent it to me and I did it. I was like, okay, yeah, this is fun. Wait, wait, um, is that the, is that keeps the changing, one so I really not? don't know what I am. Yeah, Ancestry.com is okay. one. 23andMe is another. Um, I think, like, because you, you had mentioned pre-crime to me when we were talking about this. Yeah, just the idea that uh, I, I, I think falling in line with, listen, DNA companies are here. How is this? How is this going to change our future? How is how do we go into the future with DNA companies being a normal thing? Uh, go on, go on. Well, I mean, speaking to the nefarious, right? Specifically, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know what to do. I have a bunch of like pre-crime sort of like, um research that I did, but I don't know if any of it is going to be apt. Well, I mean, the, uh, I think the overall idea is like similar to our online persona and our online rights. Here we have situations where there are companies that take our DNA. They own our DNA samples. I'm not saying that they need to be nefarious, but 
you have, but ultimately they are making business decisions with your personal information. And I, I want to get into the good, the best and the worst possible situations um, of this. Yeah. Let's just skip. Let's, let's skip my segment because I don't know that any of it's going to, Gonna, so I, I, I kind of said pre-crime before I really sat down and thought about like exactly what, because, because ultimately, ultimately I am very afraid of my DNA being out there and I'd like to reverse, I might reverse everything and you, you can get these companies to, to destroy your DNA sample. It's very hard. Uh, but, Did but you anyways, do it too? Yeah, I've got a 23andMe um, what what are you? Um, I, I have. Everybody wants to know. Nobody knows what race you are. <laughs> is he gonna spill? I know, right? Well, yeah. I mean, or is he I, is he gonna keep the mystery? I don't know. Yeah, I was I, wondering too. I have. I mean, I feel like I'm everything. I'm Filipino, Chinese, German. I have less than a percent of uh, na- Native American, um, which isn't which isn't worth anything. But it's like. I feel like it justifies me all the times that I've played Native American because <laughs> I have so many times I've been the offensive everything, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, a, bun- well, that, a, a bunch isn't, of things. Isn't, um, isn't Pacific Islander, isn't Pacific Islander pretty close to Native American DNA? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the region that it showed, when it, it just said Native and it showed Mexico, America, and Pacific Island. It kind of showed a lot of things. And the thing is, is these, these DNA, all of these DNA companies aren't as accurate around the globe. You know, they've got the, they've got the European thing down. Anyway, I don't want to get into that, but anyways, um, um, so, so, I, before we get into all the other things, I, I, like Crocky, I want to hear, I want to hear your specific story and your relation to this. Now, you you haven't done twenty three and Me, right? I have. Or, oh, you have. Oh, okay, okay. I have. Yeah. But what, what's your what's your uh, set 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 us up? This this episode starts with your story and branches off into, um, you know, where this could be going. All right. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll summarize a little bit. Um, uh, basically my lockdown experience of 2020, uh, this all started in March. So, so my dad had passed away the first week of March and you know, it's something I've already been through the roller coaster of all the emotions and talking to family, you know, spend and, that wait, time. I'm, I'm sorry. This, I don't know if this is a bad side tangent. I don't even know if I should ask. You don't have to answer me, but how, how old are you? Uh, 35. Okay. Just checking because, uh, what am I? 44. Okay. Okay. He, yeah. My dad would have been 65. Yeah. Your dad was very young. He's pretty young. Yeah. My, my dad was died when he was 65, which is, you still, anybody who's 65 still has a lifetime ahead of them. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to make this. I hope I'm not trying to make this harder. I'm just saying like 65 is fucking young. My dad just retired and then, uh, sorry, it's not about me. Go on. Well, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing, right? It's like you work your whole life. There's like, there's kind of a stigma, just like there's that whole 
there's like that rock star stigma around um, what is it like age 33 or whatever. But yeah, there's also that like retirement stigma of like, as soon as you retire, it's a chance you, you know, you could go. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, the lockdown experience, I, maybe I, maybe I'd use this analogy. It was almost like when you buy a new video game, you get into a new video game and you got to learn the map. You got to learn all the characters and stuff. So my dad, he actually lived in a town in Michigan that I'd never even been to. And I'd never been to his house. I grew up with him and I don't, I don't want to get into like, you know, the whole story of, you know, my whole life, but (laughs) um, in a nutshell, you know, in his later years, I knew less and less about what was going on. And um, so I show up to this town. Uh, I show up to Michigan, March 13th, Friday the 13th is when I arrived in Michigan. And that's when pretty much like the, the national emergency was, you know, put in order. So now I'm all of a sudden drove across the country and now I'm going to be on lockdown in a three-story house in a town I've never lived in. And I, I've spent three months here, like meeting the neighbors and everything. The way that this relates into our topic tonight, when I got to his house, it was just like unending Easter eggs of, of seeing his world and, and seeing a lot of things. My dad was a pretty, um, pretty reserved guy and, and, and just out of respect to him, you know, I'm not going to like get into many details, but it was, it was that experience of like, you're seeing, you know, somebody that was very mysterious to you. Now you can see like all these things that they collected and things that were interesting to them on his desk in his computer room was the card from 23 and me when, when you do a 23 and me, so you've done one, Willie Wade, yeah. have you, have you done any of this? Has anybody I did got ancestry.com? So did it's you, a different company, same thing. Okay. I just, you, I just spent the last 10 minutes trying to figure out my sign in. If anybody wants to know, I'm oh, 84% England, Wales, Northwest Europe and 16% Ireland and Scotland. Word. You got that. Yeah. I'm white. I'm a, I'm a white guy. (laughs) (laughs) My dad had the card. He had the 23 and me card. So when, when you send the spit, you, you fill out the number, right? There's a code on that. So that way you write down the code. Now they've got it. And that's going to be your code to log in the card was sitting on his desk in the room and, and with the number on it. And it was like, it was almost like he like left it there to be found. Like it was so bizarre. And then I took his laptop and I just had to hack. So I I got, I got information from his sister, my aunt, you know, of like, she had like a list of like some of his passwords that he had written down somewhere he didn't have anything for that. So I just had to like guess passwords. I had to hack in, but I was able to pull up everything. And then all of a sudden I could see all of his DNA. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of the fun of it. Um, and, and uh, the mystery that I've been trying to unlock up here in Michigan, I'm just, I'm just gonna, um, I'm going to lead with this. It involves interracial civil war era, penetration 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, I my, so my mind immediately goes to slavery. It's a mystery. So I found out. I did twenty three and. <laughs> That, that's like the tagline for the movie. Interracial <laughs> Civil War era penetration. Now play. My tagline is, my mind immediately goes to slavery. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the mystery to me. So when I did my ancestry, I found out that I'm part Nigerian. And I, growing up, I always thought I was just a white boy who got a really good tan in the summer. Yeah. And so, you know, that was a shocker to me. There was no Native American. I thought that might be the reason. And my mom even had stories of like, yeah, there's, there's Native American, our family. But it, it turned out it was, it was Nigerian, so West African. And then 23andMe will, will show you down the line, right? They'll kind of give you like an area like, oh, it looks like you had somebody who was 100%, you know, in, in for this, it was mid-1800s. So that's the only thing I can think. And you know, West African. Um, the rest of my ancestry is mostly Eastern European. My dad's father came on the boat from Lithuania. So it's just been a fun puzzle. Like that's been part of the fun. And and my family, my dad's mom's side of the family, you know, so not his dad that's from Lithuania, but the other side. And because he left that paper, it was a mystery to me. Did this come from my mom's side, my dad's side? So that's the important part of the, the puzzle is that he had that card sitting on his desk when I got to the house. And then it was like, boom, now I know the rabbit hole I got to drop down to figure this out is on his side. I've also always been, I can easily tan in the summer and my mystery is yet unsolved because I'm apparently 100% from the UK. So where do I go for answers? Yeah, right. I mean, there are, there are, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> One kid in high school thought I was Mexican because I tanned so much. Like back when I used to go into the sun, I would get super tan, dude. Yeah. Is that, I mean, when you just get in the basics of it, right? The darker your skin, the more you can endure sunlight and being in direct sunlight or even like closer to the equator where the sun is stronger, right? That's, that's like the science behind it. Yeah. 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 This is a, a, one of the mysteries, you know, when, when you start to, so I've also like been digging into genes and, and DNA and this kind of stuff. I, I've always been somebody who I don't like when people tell me like it's in your genes in the sense of like disease or cancer. Um, my dad, my dad lost his dad when he was four years old to cancer. And I remember another story, like my, my dad's mom, she looked at my feet. My second toe is longer than my big toe. And I remember her looking at that when I was a kid and she was like, Oh, your, your second toe is longer than the big toe. You're going to have foot problems. When you get older, you have foot problems kind of going in the superstition thing, like it, are, the, are it, it, I, like when I did 23andMe, I didn't do the health because I, I didn't want to know the health side. I just want to know the ancestry. But I, I feared that if I knew the health and like they said things like that, like, oh, you're prone to cancer, you're, you're prone to this, I thought it would get in my head. Yeah, me too. I feel that way too. 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's like so far the thesis of the show. Like you can manifest these these things just by like concentrating on them, you know. So, did that's why you there's do, that's why there's so many books did, that are like the power of positive thinking and stuff like that. Like and they, so, actually, so, they all work. But, yeah, so, exactly. So that's Wade, why. so Wade, did you want to be black when you're growing up? Is that did I want? <laughs> like no, you, God, God, no! Your, your skin started changing color. In the, I don't in want the, the justice system to to come down on me super hard. <laughs> I'd much rather be white in America these days. But I, but I will say this: on that front, um, there's a lot of black people named Randolph, and I always wondered, like, did like my ancestors like have slaves? And are these black people named Randolph because of like some, I don't know how it works when you free a slave, they take your name or, or, or how that works. But like, I've always been kind of self-conscious about it. That's interesting. And I, I've never, I've never really heard my name, you know, I'm sure there's Roberts out there, but it's just like, it has no attachment to, yeah, there's too many Roberts. There's a million. It's like one of the. It's like Jones almost, or Williams, or something. And I, to me, I've always taken Roberts as a core from robber. You know, and I, that's probably not right, but I'm like that. Your ancestors were robbers. Yeah, I, <laughs> and then right? they wore it proudly on their sleeve. <laughs> I always felt. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, who? Well, we had to change your last name because you guys got caught stealing too much. There's well, there's that whole thing with last names, you know, kind of like being the occupation, right? Like the Millers. Oh, the yeah, Millers. Yeah, you know, I, that was so, the family that crazy. ran the mill. <laughs> I'm just laughing yeah. at that because, yeah, that's, that's the Millers, the, the um, other last names that are, that are occupations. Smiths. The Smith. Yeah. The Potter, Harry Potter. The, uh, Recycler. <laughs> the garbage sins. The garbage sins. Um, yeah, yeah. And you've got the, um, you know. Well, that's what's yeah. funny when you take all the, the stereotypical, like, Jewish names. Like, I don't know. Those don't mean anything to me. Be careful. Be careful. I know. I know. That's why it's not like, I'm like. <laughs> we are treading. Well, uh, uh, We're treading so, tonight. I mean, so wait, hold on. When when did you did you do yours? We're all gonna yours? blow our SNL auditions. <laughs> it's fine. Getting I mean, too racy. It's heating up in here, guys. Well, it's funny because like I still in my mind picture that like I could get on as a writer actor on the show, and I'm like, but I I'm not trying to, so it's not going to just happen. <laughs> That's Anyways. like me picturing me being a quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not actively doing anything. You what can do it. Um, Wade, so- I believe in you. Wade, just look, get up at sunrise every morning. You know, you got a power lift. Yeah, get it. I believe in you. You can do this. To be, to be on SNL? Yeah, get up at Quarter- sunrise, well, do some jokes. Uh, quarterback. Oh, oh, to be a quarterback. Yeah, I can still do that. I'm older than the oldest quarterback in the league. I can still do it. (laughs) Well, with gene modification. 
anything is possible. Well, fuck, man, right? For sure. Hey, um, I mean, I don't have any miles. I don't have any fucking hard miles on this body. I could, I could go in there fresh as a daisy. Just it's give me a, some it's HGH. It's not a salvage title. It's, you're not riding a salvage title. Oh boy, <laughs> is that going to be a thing? Like, like is that going to be a thing in the future? Right. So, like, what if what if the body's like the vehicle, and you can change the genes? I mean, that's like so. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna strive again for my six. I know you guys put me on three. Hang on, it's I'm, weird that you just said that because I just this is a weird sort of like um, kismet like thing. You just said that. I just we were just talking about Ryan Reynolds on the bonus. I just watched a bad Ryan Reynolds movie where um, Ben Kingsley is dying and he pays this scientist for like a new body. He can put his conscious into this new body. He chooses Ryan Reynolds, not knowing that this guy had a previous life. And that's what you're alluding to. This, uh, oh, you can sell your body and then someone else can put their conscious in you. Was the film called Salvage Title? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what was it? (laughs) Was it what? What What was it called? I'm so curious now. I'll look it up. I have no idea. Cause, um, cause yeah, I, I'm getting, I'm getting the hunch that it wasn't like a blockbuster film, but I think if they went with the, with the movie title salvage title, that it would have been a hit. You think the marketing would have, uh, yeah. people would have been like, what is the salvage title? I gotta see it. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, I know what a salvage title is, but this works for this too. <laughs> and it's like a doctor with, um, you know, uh, uh, what's that tool? Like, uh, it's not an exacto knife, but what do, what do doctors use? A scalpel. Not, a scalpel. Scalpel. A doctor with a scalpel, and then Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is cut open on the operating bed, and it says salvaged title. Okay, well, I like that better than the actual title, which is impossible to say on a podcast. It's one of these titles you have to read. It's called Selfless, but there's a slash in between self and less. So it's selfless. Oh man! Well, you know, movies like that weird me out because, like, like there's that. I uh, wait. I know you're a big fan of this movie, Heart Condition. Um, <laughs> have we ever addressed that before? Wait, we've talked about it, probably, right? I don't Heart- think so. I don't know why uh, we would. I, well, yeah. But Heart Condition's different. He's a ghost in Heart Condition. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, I, Denzel I, I, Washington gets Bob Hoskins' heart. And I then like Bob the, Hoskins a lot too. I don't know. The we, ghost, we don't address so that. So Bob enough. Hoskins falls. In. <laughs> I didn't know that you liked him. Um, um, I know because I'm kind of quiet about him. I'm like, well, you can you can like him. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but uh, uh, you have these you have these uh, movies where people take over other people's bodies right and 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 the, the the movie's okay because it still suggests that there's a soul or that it, that this isn't the end but um um the movie definitely like somebody taking over your body just doesn't sit well for you to sit through a movie and watch no matter how funny it is no matter what you believe in the afterlife or whatever it's just like that it'll always be in the back of your mind that like this movie is basically somebody being able to take over somebody's body. So it's like, 
I just think it's offensive. It's like you're you're moving into my house in, in a weird way where it's like all of your choices aren't connected to your physical body. I don't know. It's always just abstract to me to watch any movie in this realm because that's all I think about the whole time. Is that like well, my thing, and my internet's really bad right now, but my thing is Ben Kingsley becomes Ryan Reynolds, and then the whole time I'm just going like Ben Kingsley wouldn't have said it that way. You know, I'm just like critiquing the performance of the actor. It's like face off. I mean, face off was was a work of art. John Woo, Nicolas Cage, John Travolta. That was a work of art. I mean, when Nicolas Cage shows up as the priest and he's just hamming it up super hard, you're just like, this is a great movie. I still haven't seen that movie because, listen, I love bad movies, but I still can't get over how much I don't think I'll like the movie. Willie! Isn't that weird? And and I love bad movies. I just... The the problem with Face Off is... it's a great concept, but it's 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 basically just act set pieces the whole way through. I think my yeah. issue is I don't like cocky old John Travolta. I just I can't I don't I can't watch things that he's in uh, after after Pulp Fiction. Basically, Pulp Fiction I think was his resurgence, but it made him a piece of shit again. Well, let's get back to DNA, Ancestry, these companies. Like, what is the, what is the actual topic that we're talking about? Is there more to Crocky's story? I, I don't know where we're going, so it's hard for me to sort of, like, steer this ship. Well, ultimately, um, I, right, there, there, there kind of isn't. Uh, but basically, well, let me ask you, did you do your 23andMe before you saw your dad's? Or, like, you did, right? I did, yeah. I, I had done mine, I think, um, I think it was 2017. I, I just wanted to, wanted to check it out. So when you did yours and did his, or, and then saw his, you know, this year, like, was there, was there anything weird to you that you, because I, I mean, my, I guess my question is, since you're his son, like, everything's already there, right? Pretty much. Uh, one thing, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same stuff, right? You have um, passed down to you. What it, what it helped me with is tracing back, you know, where certain lines were coming from. And you can link up with, with 23andMe, you can link up um, connections on there, right? So it'll give you like a list. It, it, you have to agree to it, but you know, then it'll show you like, oh, these are your percentage matches. You know, this person is probably your first cousin. This person is probably a second cousin. And so I could see one of my dad's aunts had done it. And this aunt passed away last year. So it, it finding my dad's unlocked not only, you know, lines that went through him, but lines that went through his mother's side so i've been able to get back a little further you know not just with my dad's but also by the people that he was connected to on there so here so here's the first thing that i want to talk about because i feel like we're i'm just going to bring up topics and then we can go to like both ends of the spectrum of of the piece but like 
Okay, so. Well, hang on. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time knowing how late I am. Uh, why don't we take a quick break? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to restart because my shit is fucked right now. Word. And then when, when we come back, you can say what you're about to say. Really Bad Movies presents The Time Traveler. Hey, mister, are you from the future? Uh, yeah, I got a lot of things to let you guys in on. The information that I have could save you all if you'd only listen. I've been here before. This isn't his first time here. I've been here before. And it won't be his last. You never listen. You never listen to me. Trying to save your dumbass! Grandpa from the future. Whose grandpa are you? I'm everybody's grandpa. Grandpa from the future. This is not his first time. Grandpa from the future. In the water, in your body. Watch out. sci-fi with our guest crocky meshkin yeah did that it was on the beat to you guys because i'm sure it wasn't i know there's no way it was you're on beat wade um so so when it comes to um uh, so we'll, we'll have a few topics that we jump into so here's here's the first one right my my idea is for all of these companies um you know, 23andMe, Ancestry, companies that are like storing your DNA information, it's easy to just jump to the fear idea of like, oh, fuck, like this company is going to forever make money off of my DNA and in ways that like have, we haven't even thought of yet because the rules, this is a new thing. 
there are laws that don't apply and every country's different. And some countries, they can only hold your sample for a few years. Like, um, your, but, but, but what I want to get into is your DNA information. Uh, you mentioned that you did it and you looked at your dad's and you guys didn't know that. Uh, I mean, he just passed away, but you didn't know that he did it. So, you, you know, comparing things wasn't really a necessity because as soon as you have one person's DNA information, like you basically are giving away a lot of that information about certain family members of yours. So without them wanting to do it, it's like you're giving away a lot of information. I know that that it's nothing good or bad at this point, but it's just information that they may not want out there. Why? I don't know. That's a, you know, classic small town, like, wow. I don't want them to see inside my house. The outside looks nice. I know that's a bad parallel, but um, I'm just getting I'll say this, though. It does definitely feel weird when, like, you get an email and it's like, oh, possible match. And it's, like, somebody that, like, shares some kind of DNA with you that you've never met before. It does feel a little weird that they're getting that same email about you, you know? Yeah. Like, I had a, a, a... someone very closely related to me in the Philippines reach out to me and be like, Hey, I'm adopted. Like, who are you? Who's your family? And I'm like, Oh fuck. So, so like what I'm getting at is the information they're giving away now. It because of these entities, you can no longer have anonymous sperm and egg donations because if you have an account, they can basically find you. You know, they will match up as your child and right. But that's not good or bad, but like that's that you could find a family match with both parties, not consenting to find each other, but because of this, their DNA will tell you. Well, I mean, we have a friend that that happened to, Yeah, like he's a listener of the show. Um, he did, or his mom or someone in his family did, one of these services and he found like his father who he didn't know. And he, he, or no, he found his father's daughter. She reached out to him. Turns out this guy like has a whole other family. Um, We won't won't reveal anything about you, but it was weird because he didn't know. He didn't know who his dad was. So it's a weird thing. I guess it's, it's bad for, like fornicators <laughs> for uh <laughs> for people having uh like you know um uh what's the word uh affairs e- extramarital affairs and the thing is yeah. he didn't know that he had a son right and I'm like that just changed their whole family and well, but what? that's the thing. So as of now, it hasn't changed anything. Only the one sister knows. I don't know if he's going to, if our friend is going to like make himself known to the rest of the family or if that would like really fuck up the family, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and so that's a weird aspect where it's like, no matter what you sign up for, like you could get some, some life-changing information. Good or bad. Could be both. But DNA is, even even though, you know, in a court of law, like, 
a lot of situations, the testing, everything can't be a hundred percent beyond a shadow of a doubt, but it's like, dude, 99.999% is pretty good. And so <laughs> I'm just saying that like, yeah, you, you're giving but it, it also like, yeah. I mean, if you want to get dystopian with it, like could cops work with these agencies, get your DNA planted on crime scenes and then you're fucked. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a huge fear because they've already been breaking laws. There is a, there are cops that accessed a, uh, a th- one of these companies right now, us signed up into these companies. They aren't allowed to use our DNA information. Uh, cops can't come in and find it. Well, these cops like strong arm them and use the information and they found a killer because they had DNA match. But it was like at the expense of everybody's rights. Yeah. So they've already broken the agreement. If cops can come in and strong arm you, disagreement is nil and void forever, right? Well, yeah. I mean, like a parallel case is when they, when they had that, that person's phone. It was an iPhone and they couldn't crack it and they took it to Apple and they were like, unlock this. And Apple was like, no, we're not going to do that. Um, but a lot of these companies have like back doors just for fucking, you know, law enforcement, which is yeah. total bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And I disagree, I disagree with them. So my, you know, one whole thing about this, the all of the DNA testing, all of the DNA companies is, and this is easy to say, and I want the best you know, for the future of humanity in every way, meaning even in this situation, I want this company to benefit everybody. There's no way they aren't going to fuck you over. There's no way. Well, but also I guess you could argue like, what's the best case scenario? Like Crocky gets to know why he's so tan. Like it's really, we're all just doing this because we're curious and there's really no benefit. I'm Maybe in your, in your, relative's case where he's adopted he doesn't know his family he can like do some detective work track his family down that's something but like what what do i get out of it i get nothing out of it other than it confirms that i'm as white as i always thought i was yeah and the sad thing is if if your child is up for adoption and you haven't tried to find them there 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 are rare cases but they they don't want you to find them well, really, what we get into is 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 uh uh fuck. Not is it Gattaca? Is that the movie? I don't remember. Um, I think it's Gattaca, right? That's not the prison. What's the prison? Oh, it sounds um, like Gattaca. Got got. The movie I think of is The Trial. You guys know this uh, Orson Welles movie. Um, no. It was based, based on a novel by Franz Kafka, Franz Kafka, the trial where this guy wakes up one morning and the cops are like in his bedroom. He just wakes up one morning, the cops are in his bedroom. And then the whole book and the movie, it's about him being on trial, but throughout the whole story, he never knows what he's on trial for. Wow. That's cool. I mean, I mean, I don't know. 
you have to know now that if you want to be an anonymous egg or sperm donor, it's probably not going to be anonymous. That's all. You know, going into that, no matter why, maybe, I mean, it's good money. But that's the lowest stakes, Willie, of like... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm all only the things. saying that to close on and move on. Pro, okay. yeah, well, so, go on. No, but so in... Uh, go on, Crocky. To go on, you know, pros and cons, right? What are the pros and cons? Why do I... Why do you want to... Why do you want to give away your DNA and why do you don't? Why would you not? The pros, you know, it, it's just kind of knowing a little more about yourself, where you're coming from, and... The, the way they sell it to you, and, and I mentioned that I didn't want to know the health side, but the way they kind of sell it to you is like, oh, you can find out uh, what kind of diet is perfect for your genes. Yeah. You're predisposed to have a heart attack. You might want to know that. <laughs> Which, again, it, it's that whole thing of like... Yeah, you know, once my, you know it, you can't go back. Did, yeah, like, did my genes... Did my genes get the way they are because of diet or should I be applying a diet to my genes because the way they are? And here's the sad part is for insurance reasons, does this become now a pre-existing condition because you're genetically apt to have a heart attack? So that's the whole thing. Like in Gattaca, there are people who you can, you can, um, um, what's it, what's it gene, gene, uh, uh, what's it called when you, when you f- when you fuck with your DNA to make it better. Oh, oh gene not not enhancements. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, fucking modifications. Uh, uh, yeah. So like, it's a world filled with basically DNA. When you go to a job interview, they don't really ask you questions. They just take a DNA sample and they go, "Oh, this guy is like great. He can do it all." Oh, and so yeah. wow. So I think it's Ethan Hawke. He doesn't have. He didn't have any. You know. Uh modifications and so he wants to go to space or whatever and so he has to like fake it he has to use someone else's dna to like become like an astronaut or whatever it's a fucking great movie um but that's kind of like where we're sort of headed by like mapping our dna and like making it known like i think insurance is the is you hit the nail on the head like you you sign up for an insurance plan. They just like tap in your DNA and go, oh, well, your your fucking premium is going to be you know this much because yeah. your predisposition to have this. Yeah, and you know, I mean, ultimately, if your DNA is that specific to you, you know, one th- this might be a side tangent, but you know, they also want your financial information to be that specific to you, and so you know, why not have a chip that is on you that has all your specific information, both uh, your life and your money and your jail, or, you know, your lawful status. That's, that's where I personally would draw the line. Like for me personally, I think my, my big introspection during the the whole lockdown period is like, like I'm, I, I think I'm an OCD hippie. Like I, I, I would consider myself like a hippie, right? So, so I like nature and I like walking around barefoot and all that stuff. And it took me, it took a while for me to get a smartphone. The first smartphone I got was like iPhone five. And 
then I realized I was like, oh, well, the phone can make my life easier. A smartphone can make my life easier. I can check my emails on the phone. I can, you know, pay bills on the phone. I, I, I can have more free time. So like, that's why I adapted, you know, that's yeah. why I finally came around. So like it, it, wanting to be somebody who's like, oh, you know, I love nature. Why, you know, I don't need a smartphone. I don't need all that at my fingertips. You know, then finally I came around. I was like, oh, I, sh- I should adapt to that. That makes sense. And I think, you know, that that's something definitely I think about with the genes, right? So you have gene altering. But the other thing is like implanting thing, implanting something that's going to cooperate with your body, you know, some kind of chip or something. That's, I mean, I seriously got to say, like, that's where I would totally draw the line. Like, I wouldn't want that. You know what's crazy about that? Like, you would draw the line there. What's happening right now in, like, I think Sweden. We've talked about this on a previous episode. People are doing RFID chips just to, like, get into their house. Like, they don't want to carry keys anymore. So, they put a little RFID chip in their fucking hand. Going to work. So, they can, like, unlock their door. And it's, like, that's insane that people people are already getting to that point where it's, like, Oh, it's going to benefit me to this little degree that I'll implant yeah. something in myself. Oh, I, listen, I keep losing my keys. I don't need to carry keys for the rest of my life. Just uh, install the computer in my brain. And that's happening <laughs> now. And it's well, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The little steps everywhere, all over the place. And it's all just, it's weird because I thought we'd have more of a global interaction at this point, 2020. it's pretty big, but you know what I mean? Sweden can do that and China can be so different from us. And like, we are, we can be totally different and we, you know, they're not even on the same internet as us. So like, it's It's, weird to have, you think you have global connection, but people can be very separate still. And, and you mentioned at the beginning of the show, right? Like, you know, I was playing the flute and you're, you're like, you know, going back to tribal ways, that, that's kind of something that could totally come out of the whole Corona thing is people throughout the rest of the summer, the rest of the year, you might see people that are only hang, hanging out with, you know, their close knit friends, their family. And that that's a huge thing when it comes to genetics, DNA, like when they're trying to trace stuff, you go to try isolated tribes like the sand Bushmen in Africa or, or the Tarahumara in Chihuahua, Mexico. Like these are super isolated tribes, the people in New Guinea, you know, and, and you can learn a lot by looking at those, those, the DNA of those tribes. Right. But it, it sounds like, you know, a lot of people are, are in America. Uh, I mean, that's the nature of America was, you know, modern America too. No, no disrespect to, to native Americans. You know, just the stuff that unfolded before we were even born was, you know, New York City was a melting pot. New York City was like the first international city, like all different races. Yeah. Sort of unanimously agreed to say, fuck it. I don't care what your background is. We're going to make the city work. Yeah. And, And I mean, now... To, you know, from I know I'm, I feel like I'm going backwards a little bit, but for, but um, you know, picture us being able to. Now, this can be a personal thing with like gene modification or choosing which uh, uh, things to express in your child, right? Um, 
where we, we, we could have a future now where we could be like dog breeders, where we can craft the exact things that we want from everything that we're, you know, it's like, well, you know, I want this, turn this thing off, you know, I'll take some of this, uh, you know, I'll take some of this and you just choosing all the different races, but also DNA gene. I know that there, I know that I'm kind of mixing a lot of ideas here, but, but, um, I, I, it's just crazy to me that you, you know what would happen when you do that though, you get a bunch of boring people. Like if you take away, <laughs> I just watched this run our test documentary. And, um, if you don't know, he's, he's this basketball player who, I mean, he was always fighting everybody. Yeah. There's a very famous thing from like 2005 where he like fought some guys in the stands and stuff I, like I watch, that. I have to watch that every like three months. It's amazing. Oh, you've seen it? Oh, no, no, no. The, the fight. I, I, like that fight. Oh, the fight. <laughs> I, I have to watch that because I'm like, it's so fascinating. Players fighting fans. Like crazy. Go on. Yeah, it's like the only time it's ever happened. But the thing is, like, he had, like, mental illness. Like, I don't know if, if he was diagnosed bipolar. I think he was. Um, and, and, and a lot of what they talk about in that documentary is, like, you can have a predisposition to mental illness, but also the way, the, the, the way that you're nurtured and brought up can either bring it out or not bring it out. And, like, so, you know, even if you could like alter the genes to make like the perfect person, that doesn't mean that there's not going to be like a bunch of shit that happens to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying it would make them bipolar, but I don't think it's that easy either. Yeah. Yeah. But, but my point is like mental, like the brain is complicated and everybody's brain is fucked up in some way. And it's a matter of like where you were brought up, how you were brought up. If you were hit as a kid, like all that shit matters, you know? Yeah. I don't know why there was a debate for decades of like nature versus nurturing. It's like, clearly it's both. Yeah. It's entirely both. Yeah. Can I drop this bomb? Do you guys know, do you guys know where the term meme comes from? Like a meme, when you send somebody a meme. Uh, I, I read in a comment section that it was invented by some dude, but uh, I, I really don't know. That's it. It was invented by a dude. I was just, I was just <laughs> checking. No, <laughs> no I, I got a story. His, his name was Richard Dawkins. Uh, Richard Dawkins, you know, he did a lot of research into genetics. And he wrote a book in 1976 called The Selfish Gene where he basically got into what you guys are talking about was, um, you know, Darwin's whole thing was evolution, survival of the fittest, right? So he said, oh, the reason we are the way we are, it was survival of the fittest. You had to stay alive. But Richard Dawkins' whole thing was, if, if it was survival of the fittest, we would just be killing everybody. Like, it would just be every day you would be, like, offing people, like, so you could survive, there's a reason that we're compassionate to other people and even compassionate to people that aren't, um, aren't our own family. Right. You know, like, like, yeah. you know, like there's like, there's no logical reason. And we see it in nature. We see it in animals. Like it's not always that um, a cheetah is, is chasing down a gazelle. Like sometimes there are cases like you guys have probably seen those YouTube videos where it's like, you know, a, a gorilla saves 
um, you know, a baby elephant or, you know, yeah, I just, like I just was watching those yesterday and this lion saved this little cow calf and it was like protecting it from another lion. <laughs> like it was a baby. Yeah. There's crazy stuff like that, that wouldn't make sense in a evolutionary survival of the fittest world. What, what Dawkins got into was this concept of the selfish gene. And what he was saying is that it's, it's not you that wants to survive. It's the genes that want to survive. Oh shit. Holy shit. That's a crazy, that, that blows my mind because um, we, we as humans are a collection of all of these different things, you know, can you say that the atoms in your finger are you, you know, and then, the, and then the, they replace themselves and, and even your blood, you know, all, everything on the microscopic level replaces itself and becomes something new, you know? And so it's like, are you, is that you? Is your, is your mind? So to think that my finger wants to survive probably is more concerned about surviving than my brain because my brain's, you know, just from everything you said that like, yeah, survival of the fittest. Now all of a sudden I'm a conglomerate of all these things that are trying to survive on their own. So like it, it extends beyond that too, where like, your finger is a part of your hand, which is a part of your arm, which is a part of your body, which is a part of you. The reason I think like the gene wants to survive is because people are a part of you also. Like if you want to go down the LSD, like acid sort of like wormhole, I've never done it, but from all accounts, it's about once you do it, you understand that everybody's connected. Right. And so isn't that, like where the empathy comes from, like we're all sort of connected in a way that we don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, dude. I, I, I agree with you. And then also like, it, it's also in such a way that even though you experience that and that might change your belief or whether you get there through drugs or not, like that doesn't allow you to even just describe it after experiencing it. Because it's so abstract that it's abstract, but I think it's also innate, you know. And I think yeah. like the way Crocky doesn't want to kill a spider, I don't want to kill a spider. When I do, I apologize to it afterward. Like, and it, and that's something I don't know if old age makes us all soft in that way, but like that's not something that I ever thought about when I was like in in my teens or in my twenties. It's like only a new thing. <laughs> I. Yeah, my thing is like I don't want I don't want you in my house, so I I think so hard at them for so long. I'm like, you need to leave now because I'm going to kill you, and I I picture killing them so that they know that it's going to happen. It's like I give them a chance to get out, you know. And I'm like I'm like, what the fuck am I doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> That's like also kind of a weird torture if they can read your thoughts. Then they're just going like. Oh fuck! This guy's gonna kill me, and then it's like Go. five minutes of torture for them. That's the way. Get out of here. Go now. And they're just. I don't thinking, know how. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how. Uh, is this the door? Is that the door? What's the window? What the fuck is this? I don't know what the word they're now to... means. I understand everything else. I don't know what now means. <laughs> Speak to me in vibration. I'm a spider. I experience dimensions in a different way than you do. I'm stuck on a wall. I don't understand what vertical is. I got eight fucking legs, bro. Get on my level. 
So, so right. here, let, let me let me go down this crazy path for a second. Let me let me just do a little setup, and then we'll jump into it. Um, one thing that's always got in my mind is um, the the I, the story of Noah's Ark, and um, I always bring that up because um, there are stories similar to Noah's Ark before the Bible. I, the Bible to me is just a rehash of a lot of stories, and then they took it as fact. And it's like, mm, I mean, whatever. I only say that because there are a lot of ancient flood stories. There are a lot of ancient civilizations that have flood stories, and so specific to Noah's Ark, he had two of every animal, you know, on this ark, and like they have the size of the boat in the Bible. You can measure it. These things are measurable. They know what whatever the span of the boat is and so people are actively looking for noah's ark because people believe this existed and this boat is is not that big you know it's fucking not that big it's 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 like half the size of the queen mary and supposedly they had two of every animal on it this idea i don't know where i heard this it was probably ancient aliens but when i heard it it just blew my world where it was just like uh, when you dropped out, I was just jumping into the Noah's Ark story, and I, I just wanted to say that. Um, so I heard I heard everything about how small the boat was, and so um, um, I when I heard this idea that um, what what if Noah's Ark was a DNA vessel? They didn't actually have the animals. They had the DNA from all these species. And it just, it just rocked my world because I was like, holy shit. Like, honestly, it makes a hundred percent more it's like, it's sense like a seed vault. Like yeah, there's yeah. seed vaults. Yeah. yeah. But with, dude, that's, that's fucking trippy. And, and you take all these ancient civilizations that have stories older than the Bible and that their ancient stories have flood stories. And it make and it just made me question like, what if this flood story is real? And there were, there were, it was a DNA capsule and the flood didn't even happen on this planet. Like what if this is a seeding a different planet thing where it's like, Hey, this planet's done. Take all the, the DNA and go make some animals on your next planet. And let's see how this works out. And the whole thing is like, you know, I, I, I don't know, when it comes to any sort of conversation... I can picture... I, hang on. I can picture this movie, and uh, it's like we're on, some, we're on some alien planet, and they're like, oh, this planet's about to get blown up, and uh, take, take all this DNA and, like, go find a new planet, and, you know, then, like, two hours of a movie happens, and then uh, at the end, uh, they've recreated all the life and stuff, and then they say... You did it, Noah. And that's like the first time that you hear his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I mean, the thing is, is like, like, so, you know, when I, when I picture existence as a simulation or, or closer to on par with that, or if, I, or if I take the most advanced society of, of bipedal, uh, entities that I can imagine. I, who cares if they're bipedal? I'm just saying, like, like, like us. The the smartest civilization that will ever come from a species like us probably will have some sort of 
simulation where they can take DNA, take genes, just like, hey, you know, you want to go test this planet? Like, take a clone of Jared and take every version of Jared available so that he's like, you know, the, uh, what's it called when, when in science, when you have a, the regular version of the test subject, I don't know, whatever. Oh, you mean the mother dough, like with sourdough, where you have to have the mother dough, and then you keep that around, but you keep making more sourdough out of it? Yeah, yeah, I guess. So I, I forget. I can't believe You mean I the can't. magic mushroom, like when you're making kombucha <laughs> and you have the magic mushroom, and then you yeah, pass it on yeah, to the next yeah, right? kombucha? Well, I, no, I mean, I'm going to say no to both of you, and what I mean is, um, what is it when, when you have, ble- let's say you're doing a study. I'm just fucking drunk and high. <laughs> and and l- l- let's say let's say you're doing a study and you have a a blessed version of the water, you have a a a um, cursed version of the water, and then you have the regular version of the water. What's the regular Are one? Are you talking about the placebo? This is Emoto. He's talking about Emoto. This is the Japanese. No, you're scientist. talking. You're talking about. Th- I'm using Emoto to to help my example of what the regular version. Oh my is. god! You're. T- I know. I know what it is. I can't it's think. Very, of it. You're talking about basic. the. Um, you're talking about the um, fuck. God damn it! Right? It's so. Pl- it's a, it's the easiest word in science. It's because the, there's variables and there's blank. Yes. Yes. What the fuck is the blank? God damn it! I'm sorry to anybody. It'll 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 come to you guys. But but it'll so come. so so here's the thing: is that like yeah? What if you could take instead of uh, instead of a bunch of different humans to it to take to this planet to see if it's worth living in or if we could habitat there you could take a million versions of the same human where it's like they're clones but their dna and their genes are all very they're very a bunch of different versions of them to see which one survives the best right like, like you're, you're Wait, trying. so, I mean, you kind of lost me. <laughs> Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark, yeah. Noah's what? Ark, but it's DNA codes. Yeah, like I'm picturing the, the, the most intelligent version of a species trying to tell if a planet is habitable. Like, it's basically like sending out the canary where it's like, okay, here is the base model alien. And we're using one set of DNA for this. I mean, human. Whatever we'll say, human. Let's say let's say we're going to go seed Mars, and we're and this is the future. Um, but we want we want humanity to survive, and so we're going to send out a million versions of Jared. Jared is one human, but we're going to change, all, all, express all the different genes to see which which version is the best one to survive on this planet only because after the test is done, then we'll make the adjustments and we'll move real humans there. I'm just saying like, like, like what if the Noah's Ark story apply it to the past and apply it to the future at the same time is, is, Hey, let's send all these animals out and see how they survive on this planet because the ones that do well, will send over there or, you know, whatever, just like a test. Um, I, I'm just saying that, like in it's a, in a clinical trial. Yeah, in a it's technologically a advanced future, I feel like that's a possibility to 
I mean, you could even compare yeah. it to a hobby or, you know, it doesn't have to be actually humans going out there. It's like, what if our technology gets so advanced that there's like, let's say there's a planet the size of, you know, an anthill at the equivalent of your own personal ant farm. And you can just send out DNA and make meat bodies that like you can put DNA into whatever. I'm sorry. I know I'm talking. About I don't know. I don't know what bodies. you're talking about. Like, what can, you- can I, can I, um, can I mediate? Maybe that's the right. Yeah. Word. Yeah. 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 So, so what I'm getting, what I'm getting is like, you know, let's say earth is dying, right? The, the, it, it, the ice caps are melting. It's going to flood. A lot of people are going to die. So we're going to send a vessel to another planet, probably Mars. It's going to be and, filled. And, and side note, but let me interrupt you for a second. Time doesn't matter. So I, I only say that because in most people's minds, this, the scenario that you're setting up is like, well, we're going to die before we get to test it. And I'm like, no, no, forget about time. Mm, okay. You, you just want to test it out. Yeah. you got a vessel with all the different, all kinds of different GNA um, genetic codes that you're going to use a base model of a human and you're going to, you're using like a, a thousand base models of a human, but you're putting the codes, different codes on each one of those thousand base models to see which one would survive best on that planet. I understand. I understand the concept. I don't know why you're talking about it. This sounds like, <laughs> this sounds like you getting high. I got, I got, about? I got, I got, um, I got, um, a, a, uh, I got a loop around for this. So Richard Dawkins, he coined the word meme. He coined it when he wrote that book, The Selfish Gene. And what he said a meme is, a meme is an idea, a behavior, or a style that spreads from person to person within a culture. In the book, he's talking about genes. So a gene is something that's passed down. Like it's, a gene is physically passed down when you know, your dad, you know, fucking shoots his wad for, for lack of a better word. It's passed down to you physically. The meme is something that's passed down culturally. Wow. And so that's, that's, that's where the word meme comes from. Now meme has become this internet thing. Oh, I'm going to send you a meme. A meme could be a video, a photo, but it's still the same definition. You're sending, you know, like think of your favorite memes, like some of your favorite memes, um, you know, oh man, now. that one guy in the boat, and he's like, "They told me not to go to the. They said I wouldn't get hurt if I went to the game, right? <laughs> That's a good meme. The guy in the boat. They said <laughs> this is from this is from ten years ago. <laughs> what? I don't remember. I, most. That means over my head. They that said get hurt. They said. <laughs> Oh, they said, yeah, go uh, retire early, they said. It'll be a good idea, they said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's a meme. That's a meme. It's an idea that's being passed within a culture. Um, You know, think of, um, you know, all these memes. So they're passed, these are ideas that are being passed down. So this is how I'm going to sort of like, you know, interweave the stories is, Please. Noah's Ark would be a meme that's been passed down through religious text, right? So, so our genes are within us. They're passed down. But memes, memes are, you know, even as ancient as genes. Like, like ideas 
you know, I, I said earlier, is it you that wants to survive or is it the gene that wants to survive? And then you go another layer, ideas just like us, an idea wants to survive. Oh man. That's, I mean, sorry, but that's blow. I mean, you know, I'm sure. I mean, fuck dude, it's blowing my mind. So listen, and I'll tell you this, like memes, the term meme is a victim of its own definition where now people are taking this idea and altering the meaning of it, you know? And so like, it's, it's, it's a weird self-defining thing where the word meme has changed throughout time, but the idea still exists. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And, and listen, I'm, I'm sorry to jump down the fucking the future and the past at the same time. But like, I, I always, I always considered what if Noah's Ark was some kind of, it was like the, you know, they sent the DNA to the planet and it's working and it's like, and it's like, we, what if we are the, the ant farm? We are the test subjects. We have no idea if, I mean, I, I always wonder if we, if, if we can be spread across the universe uh, in some kind of sure, maybe a simulation, maybe, maybe tests, maybe some kind of what would we be able to find that information within our DNA? Could you tell, you know, can the computer tell that it's a computer? Um, um, mm. If we were some kind of, I mean, hopefully not. I know. Right. I don't want to know that because what you're right. Dude, that's, that goes into the, you know, like, and I'll, I'll preface this by saying, like, I'm, I'm pretty open religiously. Like, I'm, I'm in a, a lot of religions and, you know, God, Zoroaster, Vishnu, Krishna, you know, whatever it is for you. There's another story. And, and like you said, with the Great Flood, too, what I can say with my Grand Canyon knowledge is even the Hopi talk about a Great Flood. And there's, there's the San Francisco peaks, uh, the tallest point, Mount Humphreys there, um, just south of the Grand Canyon. So that was like, they believed that's where the ark like landed on top of there. The other story I would throw in would be like the whole, the meme of the Tower of Babel. Which yeah, is this, that's a crazy story. It's a concept to me, to me, I boil it down to like, it's a concept of there's a ceiling. So if you're going to go seeking knowledge, eventually you hit a ceiling where, you know, your God is going to destroy your path to that knowledge because it, it's almost like they want you to live it and enjoy innocence. Do you know, that, do you know the gist know. Of, of, of that story, Wade? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, go, go ahead and uh, give, give yeah, us the gist. And, and like, like my gist is um, that there was this, this, this king who wanted to get so close to God and they had the technology and so they – they built this tower and, and, and they got so close to God and, and, and God was like, Hey, you're not supposed to be here. And so, um, um, he tore down the tower and the idea is they split up humanity into different, uh, uh, languages. languages. Yeah. So that, um, so that we couldn't, uh, build back up to God because, that's not why we're here. 
And so it, it's a crazy thing because the moral, the moral, whatever, the gist of the story to me is like, I mean, it's a crazy fucking story, you know, like, like. So, but this, this all goes along very well with simulation theory, right? Where like the, the reason that we can't get too close to God or the program is because then we would fucking break the program and then, I don't know, cease to exist or what? Be yeah, fucking, right? Uh, I think yeah, there's a so, fail safe. There's a fail safe in there. I mean, that would just to, to hop on that without, uh, you know, just running, running my mind, speaking my mind, but right. There's gotta be some kind of fail safe, just like the human body. Like before you injure the human body, before, before you have a heart attack, there's, there's signs, there's signals that go off. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I always compare that to in, in, in the realm of we are created uh, simulation program, whatever, like, as far as we can zoom out, there's still code. As far as we can zoom in, there's still code. It's mm. like, it's like there's, Oh, we got microscopes. Oh, there's atoms. Oh, we got this. Oh, there's quarks. It's like, we, it's like, it's like the program was written for us to see as to the extent of our seeing, meaning like it's not truncated by the monitor. I don't know. Stupid, stupid um, parallel. But, yeah. but just, I, I would, I would roll on that with like the concept of a tree. Because um, I've been seeing a lot of that with, you know, I'm staying in this house in small town, Michigan. And, you know, my, my, one of my big ways to get through the, the lockdown aside from, uh, you know, cannabis and, and alcohol is uh is going for bike rides and I, I go for bike rides like every day through like the countryside like it's it's total countryside like you know farm fields and and everything and i'll see these trees and you'll see saplings and you'll see really really old trees and the more i thought about the concept of a family tree and your genes it's like you are the trunk you're the trunk of the tree go down and you got the roots and the roots get finer and finer into that soil. They get smaller and smaller as you go back further and further. And then the, the future is, is all of the, the branches of the tree, you know, all the leaves get all again, getting finer and finer as you go that direction. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking trippy, man. <laughs> this is, let me, I'll add, I'll add a, a, another layer on that. Um, my, my grandma passed away five years ago and that's the last time I was up here in, in Michigan or, or not the last time, but last time I, I spent a decent amount of time up here when, when my grandma passed away, I did kind of the same thing. I helped, you know, go through her house and, and arrange the estate sale and, and do all that kind of stuff. And she lived pretty close to, um, like a nature preserve where I'd go for like long walks in this nature preserve. I found this. I found this area in the woods and, and I love just like walking in the woods, no matter what part of the world I'm in, what part of the country, I love just like seeing like how, like where's the nearest national forest? Where's the nearest national park? Where can I like go deep into nature? Well, I found this old tree. It was this really, really big tree that had died. And, you know, so the whole, the, 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 um, the trunk of the tree was in the ground, but the top had just like snapped and fallen over. And I was really looking at it and 
there's all kinds of mushrooms growing on it. You know, there's all kinds of life coming from the fact yeah. that that tree died. And that really hit me. And it's like, you know, going on again, that example of like, you know, did things really die or, you know, does it get passed on to here to there? It, like, it was just like seeing it so visual and, and probably, you know, this is the kind of thing like people in native cultures, they see that every day. Like that's just common. But the more, you know, the more I dove, you know, at least in my own life, dove into living in the city and, and being away from some of that, you know, that was a total, um, you know, just like a recall to, to see that in person. And like, man, like, like that tree died, it's gone, it's dead, but it's bringing so much life to all the other plants around it. So how does that comfort you when you, when you, when you put it onto yourself like you're, you're mourning your grandma, you see that, like, how does that apply? There were feelings and, and I had the same experience up here with my father that like, it, it's hard to say like ghosts. That's why I say spirits, but I've always, I've always noticed things like surrounding, like when somebody close to me died, I always noticed things. There's like, you know, it's almost like nature speaking to you and, and you're looking at things closer I could say it's just the fact that I'm, I'm going through a tough time. And so I'm more sensitive and, and it's also like, we feel, we feel like it's okay to be vulnerable. If, if you're, if you lost somebody like, you know, nobody's going to judge you, you know, they're like, Oh, he's, he's going through something. So you can be more vulnerable. And that, that's maybe the question I wonder is how much, how much of that is because I was around somebody who, who died recently and how much of that is because I'm paying attention to these little things. Yeah. Right. right. It's, it's weird how, how we have, uh, our society has advanced, um, sh- like almost sh- shutting off our emotions, you know? I think I can tie all these things together. Um, Crocky, you mentioned finally caving getting a fucking iPhone when it was 2005 or whatever. Um, oh, and then, no, uh, no thir- it was like, uh, to be, to be realistic, it was 13, 2013. When I got holy shit. Phone. Okay. Oh yeah. Because 2005 <laughs> was the first one. I think five was the first model you got, uh, right? Yeah. So, iPhone five. But, so, yeah. and then almost immediately that same year, that's when, um, I, and I, I've, I looked this up today and I couldn't, I couldn't find the answer. What, what did Snowden reveal? What was the name of that program where there were mass spying? Oh, dude, dude, I have a story for that. So it's I like, to, <laughs> no, go, tell, tell, tell your story. I used to, so in the summer, in the summer of 2013, oh man, this is going to definitely get me a visit from the uh, adult males in Nora suits. If I tell the story, oh man, I, I <laughs> there was somebody, do you guys remember this? So if you're going to talk about Snowden, there was somebody who died in a car accident Michael Hastings. in Hollywood, Hastings. I was on the streets of Hollywood the night at the moment. I was a couple blocks away the moment he crashed into that tree and it was it was freaking trippy. I was doing that, that year I did, uh, wait, I he did was a, the one who, uh, the story is people think that his car got hacked and they, and they wrecked his car. 
Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> well, I mean, I, uh, I was in the middle of, I got really into like, you know, street art. So I was, I was going out every night, the summer of 2013, I'll go out every night and I would usually like sleep. I'd wake up at like midnight. And so if you guys, um, you know, if you don't know some of my work, I did, I did a project called headless sightings was like all these, um, surreal, surreal photos. And then I would go and like hang these like anonymous posters around. And so I was in the middle of doing all that this one night. And I remember, you know, doing street art, like you don't really want to interact with people, right? You want to stay anonymous. You want to like go out to your thing. And the fun of it is that like, then you get an impact as people start checking out the street art, you know, or they po- they take a photo of it and they post it online. And, you know, you kind of have like that fun, um, just being anonymous. And then, but that, I remember that night, right before the car accident, I was outside of UCB Franklin and I was, I was putting a, a wheat paste up right outside of UCB Franklin and some random dude, like, like stopped me and asked me what, what the artwork was. And nobody ever does that. And right as he asked me that, that's when I heard the sirens. So like this, this Michael Hastings guy was in a car and wasn't, it was like a, was it an autonomous driving car yet? Cause this is 2013, but it was, it was like a car that maybe had like the option or there were like theories that like somebody jacked his car that like it drove right into a palm tree. And I think it was on Highland. Um, God, I'm, yeah. I mean, these are just fragments. I, I didn't, I almost forgot this story totally. But yeah, I just remember I was out there, you know, could hear all the sirens like right when that happened. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> totally unrelated. Totally unrelated. It's, uh, I didn't it's know a that meme. you were a street it's, artist. <laughs> it's a meme but moment. So, so uh, my, yeah, so my meme, memes trying to my say point is it, it took you to that point. Yeah, like you were so sort of like, I don't need these things. I think like when it comes to technology and compromise, like you had finally compromised to a point where you're like, Oh, this will make my life easier. I'm going to buy this phone that same year. Snowden fucking like whistle blew that entire fucking program that I can't for the life of me come up with the name of where they're basically mass surveying every American. Right. This ties back into like pre-crime, which is like, oh, we're going to stop crimes before it happens. If we if we have all this information, we can stop it. When it comes to DNA, like we're willingly sort of like giving up our DNA. I think the minute that it becomes sort of like, um, uh, the minute that they can weaponize it, they will. Like they're, it's definitely going to be, um, uh, <clears throat> what's the word for, um, <laughs> corrupt, like it will be corrupt in some way. And we've all just sort of given our DNA up. I can't remember the last thing we were talking about, but I had a really good tie in for it. Uh, you were tying in, yeah, all the, th- you were tying in all the things that we were talking about. And first off, you were talking about, uh, and that was prism, right? Yeah, prism. Yeah, 
Um, but, um, but you know, I was going off on, on Noah's Ark and we were talking about cl- cloning and, and, and making the perfect human and the, you know, um, I, I, th- I think we were both kind of saying things to almost conclude everything. Like, Oh, I can tie it all together. Um, the concepts of, you know, how it can be corrupted. I'd, I'd like to speak on that just like a minute is like, I don't know. Like, like, yeah, they have, they have my DNA. I've done the test. Right. Well, you know, you guys have done it too. And I think it comes down to like what kind of person you are. Where is there a reason? Is there a reason to frame Willie? Is there a reason to frame Wade? Like, you know, as, as long as you're a decent person, I don't think there's a reason. Is so that was my tie-in. You just reminded me. The reason that that they will weaponize this is because of this Tower Babel thing. Where if we get too close. I don't know. We can uncover whatever, whatever the fucking secret of the universe is. Um, the reason that they will weaponize DNA is because they want us to keep fighting, right? They, the universe, I don't know what, the Tower of Babel, God. And so at some point they have to use it against us so that it's not a purely benevolent thing, right? Because if it is, then we can only learn from it and only progress towards seeing God. Yeah. I mean, you know, the theme there is, you know, a sort of control, meaning like your, your view of God is something that can be controlled. Sounds stupid, but. But it's not God who's, it's not the Tower of Babel where God is going like, oh shit, you caught me in the shower. The failsafe is we're not going to be able to get to see God because we're going to stop each other from doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you guys into numerology? I, I, I'm i open to – I've always wanted to look into it. I just haven't yet. I'm open to it. I, don't, I know nothing. You got – I'll throw in a little bit. You got sacred geometry, right? You got that kind of stuff. And, yeah. And numbers and – um, like numerology in general, like you take your birth date and you add all the n- numbers together and, and you condense things down. Right. So I was born 1984 and that's one plus nine is 10 plus eight is 18 plus four is 22. Two plus two is four it condenses down to a four. Right. So that's like basic numerology. So if you took your full birth date, you would get what they call your life path number. Um, was something I knew, I knew we were going to do this podcast tonight. So like I was looking up, you know, some of this DNA stuff and, and then I remembered like 23 and me, right. The 23 is coming from what? I don't know. Is that how many genomes there are or some shit? Yeah. You, you have 23, um, chromosomes, which break down to 46, uh, 20, 23 pairs. Yeah. So it'd be 46. Four plus six is 10 and 10. This is something that, that really trips me out. So you think of the digital world, right? We talk about memes. Memes are really big in the the digital world. Well, the the word digital comes from the word digit. 
a digit is your finger. That's what digit means. It's your fingers. So the digital world can mean it's a world you access through your fingers by typing on a keyboard. Yet it could also mean all of our numbers come from our fingers. We count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So we count one through ten. We have ten fingers. Everything's based around ten. So twenty-three pairs of chromosomes. That's forty-six. Four plus six is ten. Think of computers. We're having this whole podcast on Zoom. So anytime you pick up your phone, you look at your computer. Computers still use binary code. For all these years, they still use binary code. It's zeros. Yeah, ones and zeros. Which is a 10, which goes back to our fingers, the digital fucking world. I think that is a good place to end this episode. Uh, Crockett, do you have anything that you want to plug, a Twitter or anything like that? Man, it's so, I feel like we, we got really deep on this. Like, I hate. No, listen, I want you to stick around and do the bonus if you want to. I feel like we've um, only cracked the surface with like speaking to you if you have the time to do it. But for well, now, we should end this episode. Let's plug your bonus. And, and yeah, we could, we could um, we can go a little deeper. Um, I would there's love a to. Pro- there's, a, there, there's a project I'll plug is um, this is my meme, right? My idea that I'm trying to keep alive is. I got really into running, trail running at Grand Canyon. And I'm working on a project. I'm just calling it Pinocchio Foot. Sort of the concept of like, how do I go from feeling like somebody who can't run, like a puppet, who wants to be a real boy, becomes like a real (laughs) runner. So I'm trying to make this project. It's going to be like um, a mix of music and then the tribal roots of running. Like where does running come from? you know, the, the, the rhythm of our breath, the rhythm of our feet, mix it with music. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to say where to find it. This is, it's a mysterious, <laughs> mysterious meme. This that, is your new street art. Uh, what, what we say in the, the hippie world is what you seek is also seeking you. Oh, I just read that this week and I was like, and, it, and I was like, holy shit, man. Right now it's so, demons. Yeah. Okay, but once again, <laughs> once again, is it fate or or is it or are you you know manifesting it? Is it fate or am I manifesting it? This this thing I'm working on. No, what you seek is what is seeking you. I feel like that's a, oh, that's a, oh, that's a little oh, bit of is a, it a is it a hands off fate sort of. Thing. Yeah, I, I, I would I would tell people to be more proactive than to believe. Well, uh, I, I like that you broke it down. That's why I don't believe in destiny. You know, it's like it makes you expect things for not doing anything. Yin and yang. It's you yeah. need both sides. You need structure. You need just as much as you need chaos. And that's what keeps us from building the fucking Tower of Babel. I love it. Willie, any plugs? Um, I, let me, let me say one sentence real quick. Um, I, I, I'm glad we didn't get into this too much because I don't want to get into this. The thing that scares me is the, the possible future of being able to actually, uh, weaponize racism a little bit with like, Oh, you know, anybody, uh, and this is the future. Anybody born in Australia, like actually can murder people. So we're just going to get rid of Australia out of our gene pool. Um, 
I, I, I think that we're all, I think that we're as a society smart enough to push that away. I'm just afraid of those little things where it's like, if you become so scientific where you're like, we actually cha- traced uh, hatred down to one specific uh, uh, history and we'll just erase that. Hope, you know, I don't think that'll happen and there's not much to talk about it. It's just, some, you know, I'm afraid of everything, got anxiety. What do I got to plug? Willie Bad Movies on, on Instagram. All right, I'll plug Mondo Trasho uh, 3042. It's a cartoon that I made with Joe Troman from Fall Out Boy. Go watch it online. We get nothing out of it. I don't know. Just go watch it. I would like to entertain you. All right. Uh, Crocky, thanks for being here. Stick around. Become a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash real life sci-fi. We'll continue the conversation over there. And remember, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. Bye. All right. Yes. (laughs) Yes.